Right, I'm not going to bother trying to catch her out anymore. There's no point, but... You'd have to get up early for that, Declan, now. into it so hello and welcome to it's in the jeans podcast a podcast by the digital gene my name is declan and i'm sharon and we're a mum and son duo and directors from the digital gene but before we go into anything for two episodes now at the end you said you were going to do something right at the beginning oh i'm so glad you've said that because i've made a note of that (laughs) why did you sound like you were you know like when you were doing like a really um a handover in in like radio or Mm. I'm so glad you've brought that up, but I just had that waiting. I just had it ready. I just wanted to say that we haven't had a review since about August. No, that's probably that's probably an exaggeration. I don't think it was August. But we'd really like some reviews. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you're a stalker on the sidelines, and you may not realise just how much a review makes a difference in the algorithms on the podcast streaming services. It pushes us up a bit and then so more people can discover the marvels that are, it's in the genes. So please, if you're listening to this and you've never given us a review, now is the time to do it. Yeah, that's fine. And one of the hosts has been nominated for a Digital Women's Award. Oh, is that you? I don't know who nominated you. You thought you nail polish on, so maybe it was oh. you. <laughs> no, it was you. No, it was a lovely thing to pop into my inbox on um, Wednesday afternoon. Um, and, yeah, the words that were written. The person who wrote the words wasn't expecting for them to share the words with me, so that made it even more special. And I had a little tear when I read them. Because although it was all true, it was nice that, and I do think all of that about myself, <laughs> it was nice to, to read that somebody else thought that too. Oh, was, oh, yeah. I can't believe they showed you word for word what I actually wrote. Like, I think that's shocking. Um, um, yeah. it, it was, yeah, it was very touching. And especially as we just had a massive Barney. <laughs> Well, we have a few of them. We just had a massive Barney and beeped each other on the phone. And then next thing, bing, and in it comes. You have been nominated for a Digital Women's Award. And then I started to scroll down and I saw all what you'd written about me. And I was like, oh. Because he didn't know what, there was another question coming. So I wrote loads. And then the next one, it was like they needed even more words from me. But... Yeah. I mean, the nominations are great, but when it's a UK award, because I, lo- I love the Digital Women's um, Collective. I've been, you know, I think it started on LinkedIn and then it moved over onto a Facebook group. And, you know, I've been in that since it was very first there. And there's some amazing women in there, you know, like the stuff that's being done by women in digital. like really, really needs to be shouted about. And I love what they do. So yeah. for, me to, for me to get nominated, um, whoever it was by, you know, I'm up against a lot of fabulous women in there. So I don't expect it to go any further, but it was just lovely. And it really brightened up a bit of a week. Yeah. But anyway, now we've yeah. had that little introduction, I'm just going to tell everyone what we're going to actually talk about today. So okay. 
I'm going to talk about any Zoom fails, which came from, um, is it Hanforth Parish Council? Is that what it was called? I think so. There was that, and then there was the lawyer count, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, And then we're also going to talk about over 45s, um, investing in digital, Captain Tom, sexist adverts, and our apps, the way out of lockdown, which we have spoke about before, but that was more of a test and trace, where they're on about now bringing in kind of like immunity IDs. So that's kind of what we're going to cover. But oh, I like the way how you throw things on me at the last minute that I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Well, if you could have read the show notes. I could have read the show notes. For the, for the, for the um, benefit of the viewers, Sharon very rarely reads the show notes because my job is not marketing. I'm busy at the call face of our business. Or call face. Call face. It's as if you were a miner. You're right in there. Chip yeah, yeah. the cool face. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am in our business. You're the fluffy side, the marketing. Yeah. And yeah. So I very rarely get chance to appear on that side of the business. Well, so just don't win. Don't read the show notes, Declan. Yeah. yeah. Not really, but there you go. If you can't advertise your own business in your own podcast, when can you? Um, As you may have guessed, Mum and I are the founding directors of The Digital Gene. We're a web design, e-commerce and software development agency that designs and builds powerful digital solutions to your problems. There's nothing out of the box here, we're fully bespoke. We love what we do and it's reflected in the websites and software we deliver. Back to the podcast. But yeah, how do my how are we feeling? How are we doing? Um, fed up. Yeah, me too. Like, I think both of us said like we didn't even really want to do this podcast today. Well, we were going to record it yesterday, and I said to you yesterday, "Can we put it off to Friday afternoon?" Because I feel like crap. I've yeah. got lots of work to finish, and but I also feel like crap. And it's like when you when you're doing something like I mean, I know in a podcast nobody can see you, but. I guess how you're feeling still comes across in your voice. Although I don't sound like, um, don't quite sound like Eeyore yet. No, yeah, but that's the thing you do have to have, you you know, we couldn't both come on here and be really, you have to like, G yourself up a bit, don't you? And it's funny, it's like lots of things, you know, when once you start doing it, you actually feel, you actually feel okay. You know, it's like exercise. (laughs) So they say, exercise, isn't it? Once you start doing it, it's like the ironing, like the ironing, like a massive pile of ironing, and you keep saying, oh, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do it. Then actually when you get into it, it's quite therapeutic. All of those things. Yeah. I would say, though, now I'm having more bad days than good. And I know I said we were going to talk about it, but I think there was a day, the day Captain Tom died, Oh, I think that was a really crappy day. Was there was like loads of bad COVID news, and then to top it all off, it was like he's died as well. Mm. And I just feel him as a figure, like everything that like what's happened with him, kind of like follows what's happened with the pandemic. So like the first lockdown, he was doing his charity work. Everyone was like, there was a bit of like national spirit, and everyone was doing you know getting behind him. Mm. Uh, and then when he died it just felt like well that's exactly how it feels it's like he's been 
you know, that's a death. It's like Another... the end of an era, something that you can really, you know, that really sums everything up, how we all felt. Because did you say this, wait, they're on about like, God, I was trying to make a conscious... Oh, you know, one of our neighbours died as well. What? One of our neighbours died, you know, the really old guy who's lived here for nearly 100 years as well. Yeah, has he died? Yeah, he's passed away. And and that I think we found out about that either the same day or the day after Captain Tom, and it felt like, and I know we said on, on the neighbours' WhatsApp group that they don't make them like that anymore. Like Eric, when we, I mean, I hardly knew him because we haven't lived here that long, but, you know, I remember the first thing he did was get down and do a press-up for me. At like I think he was ninety five at the time, um, and so yeah, that was literally as I say, if not the same day, it was the day after, and it really felt like, oh, that's another one from 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 then gone. Do you know what I mean? Those guys were just they just don't make them like that anymore, basically. So that that sort of added to it, just just felt like, oh, what what else news like this is going to come. You know, and, the key, and then they've said this week, they've said, you know, don't book holidays because they probably won't happen and don't, mm-hmm. we might even be able to holiday in the UK. And I thought, why not? Our vaccine programme is the best in the world. It, what are we sacrificing all of this time for if we can't all do anything? All time in our lives that we can never get back with each other. It feels, and I didn't, I didn't have that outlook at the beginning at the beginning probably like lots of people it was like we're all in this together but now sort of like the feeling is um that you know yeah we are all this in this together but like when's it going to end like we can't do anything we can't plan anything all this time that is passing that we can't spend with our loved ones you know i'm i'm lucky that not a lot has changed as far as our bubble is concerned. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't get to see you other, other than on camera. Um, but, yeah, it's just... And I feel I feel myself trailing off when I start talking about it. And it's almost like that trail off in the conversation. It's like how I feel mentally and physically. Like, I can't be bothered to give it any more air time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're all just stuck. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing happening in the field. It's like there's nothing to look forward to. Either. I keep saying to your dad every morning, do you think everybody feels like this? And he goes, yeah, I actually do think the vast majority of people must feel like this. Like you're thinking, oh, okay, get up again, do this, do that. I mean, obviously ours is work and you know, as you know, I love what I do. I think we both do. Um, but even that isn't enough right now because one of the things I always say is that I'm happy to work hard if I know I've got something fun to look forward to. Yeah. Whereas now, so I find myself actually working even more on a night. I'm like, oh, I'll just do that bit of work. Or I'll just, on a Sunday, I mean, I always like planning on a Sunday evening so that I'm ahead for the next week, but I find that I'm doing even more of that just for something to do. And you know what the weird thing is? It's not like I haven't got anything else to do. I have, but like even my blog, I've got a post in drafts on my blog, Best Before End It, about writing a a Corona diary 
a coronavirus diary. Now, a blog is a perfect place to document this historic moment in time. And I haven't even done that. So I keep checking myself and saying, so you're a blogger. You've got a blog. Why, why have you not written about it? And I haven't got any answers. I'm like, exactly. You've got the perfect place to document it there for history for your family. And you haven't written about it. But that sums up how I feel. Because I think at the beginning, I thought, oh, there's no point in writing a diary because it'll be over soon. And then it's just gone on and on and on. I'm journaling this year. That was one of my... That's really bizarre. I was was, um, thinking about you the other evening. That 100-year diary we bought you. Yeah. Do you use that? No. Well, that was the worst. But I do journal. I've started journaling and I've wrote in it once a week. Why didn't you use that for that? Because that's not what that's like. So you're never going to use that? Probably not. This is a critical time in your life where you could be writing bits and pieces. Now happening? (laughs) Well, you could just write write the same thing on every page. And Mm. then at the end you could say that moment in time, in in that hundred years, was... I can't even... Should we lighten the mood mood a bit? I can't feel like I can even be bothered to speak. Well, you could have fooled me, honestly. (laughs) Um, Let's lighten the mood. My wrinkles too much in this camera, by the way. One thing that went viral this week, or was it last week? I don't know. I don't know what time is anymore. Was that parish council meeting? Mm Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched the full thing, but I've seen the highlights. Mm. And I thought that is the chaotic energy like I've never seen. But it just made me laugh about... So one of my friends, Curtis, has said that we should talk about funny situations we've had in the business and things. So I thought, have we ever had Zoom meetings and and any kind of... But we haven't really. It's just the etiquette of... Like, when it all first started, it was a bit strange because you just kind of sit there waiting for somebody to come on. But it's just so funny when you could hear them not muted and one of them's going, oh, there she fucking is. Like this. And I was laughing. What's strange for me is when you have a Zoom, uh, it's the small talk, which the small talk in real life is sometimes, if you're um, on a Zoom with a, with a potential new client and you're just getting to know them, yeah, that even feels a bit more awkward on Zoom than it does in real life. Yeah, the questions, knowing what to actually ask them to sort of get a conversation going. I mean, as you say, I can start a conversation in an empty room usually, can't I? But yeah, yeah, I do find that a bit of a challenge. I've got to say, but it's usually worked out fine. In fact, probably the ones who haven't signed it business up with us, maybe it didn't work out fine. <laughs> who knows? Who knows, yeah. But I, do you remember when we did that one with all of our geniuses right at the beginning? We had somebody kind of like Zoom, what was it called? Zoom bombed us. Yeah, but what was the Zoom bomb? He wasn't doing anything ditty. He was just sat there. Oh, and do you know what? Strange, strangely enough as well, your dad was on a um, neighbour's quiz Actually, we're having another quiz this Saturday. So he was on the quiz two weeks ago. I wasn't doing it, but he was. And at the end, I was helping because you know what your dad's like. He can't figure out Zoom. So at the end, I was. I said to. I came in the room. And I said, "Are you finished?" He said. He said, "Yeah." 
And so he'd, he'd sort of turned it off. And then somebody messaged on the WhatsApp group and said, oh, had we finished? We were trying to get back in. So I went back into the Zoom meeting and somebody weird, it? not that they were weird, just I'm saying it was weird because they popped up, <laughs> said they were trying to enter the room. <laughs> it was like, I was like, who's that trying to get into the Zoom room? And I didn't, it was a foreign sounding name. And I just didn't know who, didn't recognize the name, like Azandia or something. I don't know. I was like, how how, how are they trying to get into this Zoom? Have they just been, do people, do these Zoom bombers just sit there waiting for the opportunity to get into a room? Yeah, but how can they do it if they don't have access? But I felt like if I opened the Zoom room back up, he, he, her was going to be, there, whatever you call, say these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even go. to be in there waiting to pop into this room and I'd be sat there going, sorry, the quiz is over. Oh, yeah. But no, we haven't really had any, like... But I, I hate Zoom when you... The worst bit for me is when you're saying goodbye. Oh, it's not saying it. It's the, it's the sc- screenshot of you doing it. When it's finished? Oh, no, but then you're like, yeah, bye. And then you can feel like you're reaching to leave it. And you're like, yeah, see you back. And, you see, and you're like, bye. And then click and you're gone. The worst thing is if you're the if you're the meeting host and you have to be the one who actually ends the meeting for all, yeah? yeah. That, that movement of your finger from the middle of the screen across to end meeting for all button seems to be frozen in eternity. As you're going across looking for it, and you're going, bye, yeah, okay, bye, and then you click it, and then you've all got that. Alan Carr said it on... Um, Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Well, I can't repeat what face he said he was pulling, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. he said, didn't he? He was like, yeah. yeah, it didn't look very attractive, and I thought... He was on, was it Good Morning Britain or something? I think so, and I thought, it's not an attractive look, is it, the end of a Zoom call? No, when the still, the still light, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it catches like your eyes are sort of like half closed, like. Yeah, <laughs> head down there, Declan. I was doing it for you. you didn't see I'm me. Peeling, man. I went, like, look, I went like this. Look, look, for the benefit of the of the of the listeners. Look, look. <laughs> Honestly, I'm about to ring. You can't see me. <laughs> look like having a stroke. Oh, <laughs> you did. Nice. <laughs> Pull that for I thought you were going to try and lighten the mood. I did. Oh, that, that's funny about you. It's not funny about you having a stroke. That's not what I mean. I keep in this pandemic having really broken sleeps and nightmares. So I had a nightmare the other night that something had happened to Mo. And she dead, had, basically. She was dead. And I was that worried when I woke up. I thought I should ring her. I woke up at half eight and I didn't ring her till 11. She was okay. like, well, you were, you were bothered, weren't you? I'm sat here and he goes to me while we're chatting on our work comms and he's going, oh, I, had a, I, I meant to tell you I had a dream about you last night. And I went, oh, what? He said, oh, it was really scary. It was awful. I went, what? He went, you died. <laughs> and then I said to you, we were talking about it yesterday, weren't we? Or was it this morning? And I said, you know, considering that you had such an awful dream about me, it took you till 11 o'clock to tell me. 
you normally you'd, you'd think to yourself, oh, I wonder what with, if there was anything in that dream. Oh, what I did think. If you said, I'd have heard. Is that what well, you No, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, got caught up. You didn't tell me what I died of? I don't, I can't remember. I just remember you died and I woke up feeling sad. They're obviously not sad enough to but ring you. Enough to, call, to call and go, Mum, are you okay? <laughs> I just had a really awful dream about you. No, I'll just have me cornflakes instead. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perfect. Right. So, shall we move on to some digital techie talk? I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be dying for the day. So, I read an, an article um, this week that most over 45s would invest in digital know how, according to a survey by Microsoft. But 60% of those people were unaware of where to find the resources to even help them. Um, so, I was. I was thinking there will be this kind of, especially now, what this forced digital life that we've all got on us. Um, I was kind of thinking, yeah, it will be, it will be like that, won't it? People will want to upskill, um, and unfortunately, the way it works is they won't know where to look for those upskills. Um, so, what do you think of that? Or do I think of what? When they're going to look for it? No, just older people. Well, I actually laughed when I said that um, when it it just grouped over 45s. I know, but like, over 45s is all. Like, once you're over that, you're just in the overs. Your brain you know, like, is incapacitated to be able to think about digital. You know, like when X Factor used to do 25 and overs, and that was it. You yeah. Had- Somebody who was decent, who was twenty five, and then you had Wagner. So, and they were all in. The, Do you remember him? Do you remember yeah, him? They were all in the same category. So, I mean, I meet twenty year olds who aren't digitally educated. They can work Snapchat, but they don't know anything else. Or they they can spend all day on TikTok, but that's about it. I think. I I know what you mean with that. You mean like digital education, but I mean these are people who probably some people who don't even know how to use an iphone because we all know them oh well i mean your grandma's seven nearly 78 i mean like my godmother she's not that great with tech like i've got aunties uncles that have still got phones that you wouldn't think even work well your dad's your dad's just calls a member of his family a dinosaur a techie dinosaur today why Do you not want to throw them under the bus? I don't want to throw your dad under the bus on that one. No. (laughs) You and I asked your parents, was like, oh. No, but needless to say, your dad went, he's a dinosaur. I was like, and that says something coming from your dad. Um, Obviously, your dad's been around me, so he's quite quite techie advantaged. Yeah. So, um, Apart from when I roll my eyes in bed because he's doing something on Facebook. And I'm like, Steve, I've, what have I told you? What have I told you? Last night, he was doing something with his profile picture that if he changed it, apparently you'd see lots of your friends that you'd never seen before in your feed. And he's going, and it's work. Oh, not one of them. Not one of them. Do yeah. you remember those when people used to be like, if you do this, 
you'll see loads of people that you don't see. And it, oh, well, he, God. Said it, he said it worked last night. I just, I, I just like... rolled my eyes and continued watching Marriage in Australia, which I was watching at the time. And so I was only half listening, but he said, I said, Steve, what have I told you about doing those things? And he went, well, I've just done it and I've took it back off and it, and it actually worked. I've just seen loads of people I've never seen before. And I was just like, okay. Is he having a laugh? I, I don't know. He'll listen to this and he'll be not happy. No, he doesn't listen to our podcast, does he? It's too tough for him a podcast. Actually, he listen to a podcast. He looks, listens to the radio podcast. Maybe he has enough of us speaking in real life that he just doesn't listen to the podcast. Who knows? Stop shaking your head. And I get a word in. Go on then, go on then, go on then. Not everything now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, maybe we should start another business where we help <laughs> over, over 45. Yeah. And you could say, look, you too can be like this woman. Yeah. Yeah? Because I'm over 45. Oh, well. Well over, over 45. I don't, uh, I, I just don't see how you can lump over 45s like that. Well, that's not the issue. It's just all the people are wanting to invest more into, the, 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 a survey found that they would be happy. Survey says. That felt oh. like, that's only fortunes. I think so. Yeah. Um, survey says. Oh, shall we move on? Because you clearly bored of this yeah, topic. Yeah, it's boring me, that one. It's boring me. I hate it when they lump things like that. So, yeah, let's do it then. Let's start a new business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you being like that? Move for? on, move on. Did you know that a web app might be the solution to some of the problems created by the coronavirus pandemic? With working from home, Zoom meetings and baking banana bread at lunchtime now commonplace, it's expected that we'll never see a total return to how things work. There's never been a better time to utilise a web app for your business. They can be accessed via a URL 24-7, they increase security and streamline systems. Head on over to the news and insights section of our website and read our latest blog post for more info the digitalgene.co.uk. So your next, your topic was next. Oh, was it? Which you couldn't remember, but yeah. Well, no, because I, it actually popped up just after we'd uh, finished the last episode. So it's a whole two weeks ago. And as you know, in my little brain, that's a long time ago. If it's not to do with work, I don't really remember things. Don't keep them stored. But this was hilarious. Number 10, Paul's sexist COVID ad. Showing all the chores done by women. Were so, they all done by women? So it was a stay home, stay, stay home, stay lives, stay home, save lives advert. The new COVID 19 variant is spreading fast. Every action counts. And it had little images of little houses with little women inside doing household chores. And the government was lambasted for its obvious sexism. Um, showing men, showing women, but no men undertaking those chores. 
including homeschooling, which I reckon at the minute quite a lot of men will be homeschooling because surely they're taking it in turns. Surely this advert is still not a reflection of life. It can't be, can it? I don't know. I, like, I never really grew up in a household like that anyway. Well, it seems odd to you anyway, doesn't it? Like, I never had, like, if you want to talk stereotypical gender roles, I feel like you and Dad were both quite equally balanced, to be honest. So That's the um, secret of a happy marriage, Declan. I know, I know you kind of, you stayed at home to and didn't work for a few years right at the beginning, but me and Patrick always wind you up. I can't remember. Remember it, but like we don't. I there with my lovely little recipe folder. I remember the folder. I just don't remember you cooking. Don't remember you actually making any of the food? On oh, the- I do. That's not true. I'll always remember the Halloween parties you used to throw. And when you used that to is. ask, and if we asked, when you used to ask us if we wanted a witch's hat, is that it? Yeah, Halloween <laughs> is that the yeah. best you can give me from a whole? Child? So witch's hat was. You used to get raspberry ripple ice cream and like one of those ice cream scoops where you scooped it out and then you could press a button and it flopped into your bowl. Do you remember? It was called you an used... ice cream scoop. No, but I've never seen an ice cream scoop like that now. Well, some have buttons, some don't. All right. You used to put um, a cone on the top, which was the witch's hat. Mm. And did you, did you use laces for? The hair? Probably. I was very creative. Oh, very. Yeah. yeah. It's sad um, that you can only remember the witch's hat out of everything that I did. But what did you want to discuss about this? Uh... Just that, you know, how out of touch the government really is. Yeah, well, and also those those silos within, you know, what are you laughing at now? What are you laughing at? I think we're in a bit of a giddy mood, but well, the way the... you pulled your part in the uh, part wig again. No, it, your little hands look like <laughs> scary, scary movie. <laughs> we always talk about that, don't we? Oh, honestly, the cultural what's impact. He called, what's he called him with the hands? Know, he's in Shit's Creek, isn't he? He is, and I love him in that. <laughs> that isn't it? Yeah. So it just beggars belief that these silos or within the government machine, whatever you want to call it, um, like my first thing was who signed that off? That's what I thought. Hey, the government won't have created that ad. No, obviously it's a marketing agency that the government uses, but. In my, the, the very first thing that I thought was who has signed that off? Like, who is looking at that and has signed that off and thought it's okay? Now, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. So, if you'd had that sent to you, Sharon, can you sign this off? Mm. And you're having a busy day and you were just kind of looking at it and you're not really thinking about who, what they even, you know, if they are even women or whatever they are. Oh, well, I'm going to have to stop you there. No, I'm asking you, you, know, would you. No, 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 no. Because if I'm getting sign-off on a campaign and the client, our client is the government, mm. then it doesn't matter what sort of day I'm having, the T's have got to be crossed and the I's have got to be dotted. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, so so it had to go viral first before somebody realised that, oh, oh, I think we've made a mistake. The people do not like this one. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it just makes you feel a bit, obviously because of the way that we're feeling, it just, I mean, somebody, somebody, a parenting blogger called Anna Whitehouse had said, showing a man lounging about while women and girls do it all may bear some truth, but it can't be the blueprint from the top. How did this get signed off in 2021? And Labour's Yvette Cooper tweeted, a message from the government to the nation's women and girls in 2021. Turns out 1950s sexism is spreading fast too. Um and it, it is just so disappointing because you just think, I, I would really love to know the next the next sort of uh, thing in the case, the scoop, the detective case side of it type thing, is who signed it off? That's what I'd love to know. Who signed that off? Not that I want to make any sort of, um, you know, like pitchfork campaign against them, but just would be really interesting to know who was the person behind that sign-off? Because somebody has always got to have the ultimate sign-off. So mm-hmm. who, who would it be? Who would be in charge of that particular bit in the government? Say if, say if it got signed off by the, the branding marketing agency and then it got passed to somebody in the government, whose department is that? Is no, it Matt Hancock? I don't think. Maybe. don't know. Yeah. Well, hmm, say no more if it is. Well, the only thing I will give to Matt Hancock is he has been on telly pretty much every single morning since the pandemic started. Oh, and he's I know, get up, has he? No, but I know that's his job, but, like, he has been interviewed every single day. And the magic, and when you're health secretary, they haven't done a very good job, but, you know, mm. it's difficult as well. Um, I've always said I wouldn't want their job in this, uh, you know, you, you didn't sign up for this because who could ever see this coming? Um, but they don't make great decisions. No. I wonder what it's like to be in it, though, because obviously there's the civil service that you're relying on, and apparently there's been many a prime minister that gets frustrated that the civil service can't action their... Oh, I know. I think it's... Uh, like, know, oh, bureaucracy. Yeah, it clearly suffers from its own red tape internally. Yeah. Um, but that's how big organisations are. Mm. You know, trying to change, to turn that wheel in a different direction in an organisation of that size. It's like all the changes that have been recommended within the NHS, as much as we love the NHS, the problems that have always clearly come from the top, you know, the man- too much management, too much you know, top-heavy structure up there when the money should be going, you know, to the soldiers, the foot soldiers on the ground. Mm. Um, yeah, they become such a big... What do I like? What do I call these things? It's like a... a mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, like, it's t- just too big. Nobody can stop it. Yeah. But anyway, that was a silly thing for them to have signed off. Really silly. I know, you, with us working in marketing and I suppose a, ver, a, ver, a variation of advertising because when we sign off websites, we'd have to look for mistakes like that, wouldn't we? Um, 
I hate those other adverts that they're running. Hate them. I mean, they're having the effect because I'm talking about it. You know, them ones. Can you look them in the eyes and tell them you did everything you? Oh, you, yeah. oh my god, they're horrific. Like they're awful. And I think they're a bit torn deck because it's like, well, maybe Boris, if you'd have closed the borders, or maybe can you look them in the eye and tell them that? Oh, I know. I mean, the thing is, is what I can't. What's the thing that's not kicking in till the fifteenth of February? To do with the borders? The quarantines. What's that date about? Well, they obviously, they need a few days to get... A few? Up, up until last week, they didn't have any hotels ready. And who's paying for that? You have to. The person who's being quarantined? You travel from a red list country... Mm. You have to quarantine in a hotel and you have to pay, I think it's 1750 for the time that you quarantined, quarantine, quarantine, is it? Yeah. Quarantined, quarantined. Yeah. Anyway, for the time that you locked up, nearly two grand. Yeah. Wow. They said it wasn't possible because too many people come into this country every day. But if you look at countries that have been really strict with the borders, I know not to bring New Zealand up again, but I'm going to. Like New Zealand looks like normal life. I listen to newscast and they've got they've been interviewing a doctor I think who has gone out to work in New Zealand and she said once she'd done a quarantine there she felt like she like emerged out of this hotel into a completely different world because there's no social distancing there's no one's got masks on everyone there's still festivals going on it's their summer so everyone's out and about doing things I'm like oh god can we just have that? I mean, can make you jealous. I mean, I keep saying, I've probably said it on a fortnightly basis on this podcast, and I say it to practically everybody that I speak to, I must bore them silly, that, you know, I'm normally quite a bit of a home bird, but yeah. even this is dragging me down because, like I said, working hard is not a problem. It's something I love, but that's always balanced with the fact that you've usually got something booked in the distance to look forward to as well. We'd all have stuff booked now. Yeah. You'd probably be doing something for your birthday and your wedding anniversary and all those kinds. You know, we were were going to Prague round about now, I think, or next week, this time last year. Then we came back and we had a nice little anniversary break in a nice hotel in York. Um, I can't actually remember what we did after that. Well, we didn't do anything. Obviously, that's why I can't remember because it was lockdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, d- Dad and I were talking about one of the things that we'd wanted to be planning was our trip to Japan. Um, but yeah, oh, are you to a Japan? Makes that, that's okay. fun, isn't it? The thought of your, your dad and can I. You, you and your dad, can you vlog it, please? Vlog, vlog it, yeah. vlog <laughs> it, because yeah, I think it'd be so funny. Because like, I re- there's a time when. People my age might know this. When when you go on holiday with your parents, I'm not saying my parents are, are like, old and decrepit, but there's a time where you. you become the person who's kind of in charge. And oh, you've shall- been that since about since you were about <laughs> nine, haven't you? I say that story in Greece so funny. <laughs> yeah, so we hadn't booked an airport transfer. No, we had booked an airport transfer, but not where it was just us getting picked up in a car, and that was it. It was a minibus, wasn't it? With yeah, the it was, people. Yeah, 
where they drop you all off at different hotels. Yeah. I remember we came out the arrival gates. Dad, I love this story so much. And Dad just lifted his head up. Bear in mind, we just before the plane landed, we were reading the instructions on how to get to our where we needed to be. So he just got rid of all of that that we'd been planning. <laughs> and he just saw a sign with Williams on. A man holding up a sign oh. saying Williams. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, there we are. I was like, Dad, that's not ours at all. Like, it is, isn't it? <laughs> but like, you were in Greece. I can't imagine the things that could happen in Tokyo, Mum. Like, oh, I don't think we should go on our own, to be honest. Right, I just be on an escorted trip. We, we might do an escorted trip. I don't, like think, them, I don't think we're just going to go freely. You know, like, you free. I don't think so. No. Imagine. Oh, I don't know, anyway. I keep saying to your dad, I want us to be like students, like backpackers, and just have, you know, no cares, no worries, and just go. You can't force that, Mum. No, I know I can't force that. Not having any cares. Well, you can. Like <laughs> you when can. you went into it, and you know, like that. Yeah, what? I was young and carefree, that's why, but you're not well, like. I'm carefree and old? What's <laughs> wrong with that? No, right. Thank Good. you. Don't add the, the, the adjective young. Surely you can't be that as carefree at your age as you were in your 20s. Uh, explain to me why not. Uh, because if something happens to you, you've got children that you would leave. Um, you've got a house. You've got all. You're generally not as carefree as you would have been when I was nineteen and going into railing. There were situations on that interrail. Oh, really? uh, I would just if I wouldn't even do them now at twenty six, sleeping on Venice train station floor. No, no, I don't mean I'm not slumming it. I don't mean that. What? I know, I know what you mean. But we were just so carefree. I always remember the only tip. This is really digressing, but we'll get to our last topic in a second. Um, the only tip I ever got told is don't give anybody a passport. So you did. <laughs> so we're all sat, and in the trains in Europe, it's like a six where you sit in a carriage like Harry Potter. Um, and this guy had a full-on machine gun, was in like uniform, and was checking passports, and. Me and Emily were laughing at this the other day. That's my flatmate for people who don't know. And I also went into railing with her years ago. And she went to get a passport out. And as she was, like, handing it over, I was like, don't give me it, don't give me it. So then she, like, tried to, like, start pulling it back. And she was like, Declan, he's got a gun. Like, what am I meant to do? And it was just so funny. And she, I was like, don't give him it. And then she said, as soon as he looked at me, I just went, yeah, there you go. Have my passport. Um, oh, I know it's it's funny some of the things that happen to you in another in another land. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's one of the things we want to plan. I didn't mean that we were going to Japan this year. We wanted to start planning it. Um, but you know the time. reason, hey? Eh? You go for a long time. I don't know. I don't really know anything other than we want to go. Oh, you'd probably have to go at least three weeks. I think so. I think Expensive. so. I think so. But yeah. But even anything to look for, just actually going out to a restaurant at the minute would be something to look forward to. I'm actually well, going for a walk in the park with my friend in the morning. 
I didn't actually know that your, your dad apparently checked on the government website and said that you can meet up with one other person as long as you keep two metres apart outside. And I was like, shit, I never knew that. So I'm meeting my friend in the park in the morning. Highlights, sir. Highlights. And then I actually messaged another friend and said, can you believe this? We can actually meet. So I said, we'll have to have a meet. Maybe I'll do you next weekend. Highlights, something to look forward to all week. Yeah. So there you go. But um, that segues into our last topic. So we've talked about apps before on this podcast when we were talking about the track and trace. And honestly, the more I think about um, how we're really pushing software this year, I really wish. <laughs> Imagine if we'd been hired to build the track and trace web app. Um, um, I don't think we. I don't think three of us could. Have managed that, Declan. I know, but we'd have scaled massively. We'd have helped save the country. Um, now, that's now if somebody wouldn't take that press release, then I don't know what press releases <laughs> they would take. Um, but yeah, the last bit is they're on about this talk of kind what of like about what sort of language is that? They're on about about having immunity passports or an app that says you've either had COVID recently or you are vaccinated against COVID and all these different things. Well, I know we could. I know. But people are saying... Gary, are you listening? That's our next job. Would it work? And how would you feel about... Do you not think it would become a bit science fiction? Isn't everything a bit science fiction at the minute? Well, I suppose, but imagine if it was like a wristband and you were like, I've been vaccinated, I've been vaccinated, I'm fine. I'm, you know, because so Qantas were the first business that said once their international flights start again to go on their planes, you'll have to be vaccinated. So if they're a private company that can do what they want, but obviously if all private companies start asking for it, will it be best if you just had an immunity passport to say, I've been vaccinated? Um What what are these list of vaccinations going to end up looking like? Well, yeah, because it looks like we're going to need boosters and probably early coronavirus vaccines, to be honest. You know, I was saying the other day, do you think think you'll continue to wear a mask in some social situations? I think we we will adopt it in the West a bit more, yeah. We always used to think it was a bit bonkers, didn't we? Seeing, you know, Asian countries always wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So so why are they so ahead of the curve on that? What do they know that we don't know? Is it because of pandemics, most pandemics have come out of China? No idea. Just a bit more... Because it's not a new thing. I've seen them wearing masks in... in they do when, like, Chinese people do, even when they're in this country, don't oh, they? No, especially in cities and, like, you know, when you're on the tube, that's when you see people. Well, I, that, can't you? That's when I would could probably, like, on really busy public transport. If you think about it, in the winter, it is pretty grim. Everyone's just coughing and spluttering. And Do you know, that's like, the other thing as well. Obviously, I don't have that problem anymore, being an employee of anybody. But, um, but obviously, we are about to become an employer um, at some point in the next couple of months. But, I've got a funny story about that. But, but you wow. know what's strange is that, you know, what I was leading to with that was how you were seen as a wuss if you didn't go in with a cold or something. You know, it's like 
oh, get a grip. You need to come into work. Just get the lemsip down your mm. neck type of thing. Like, is that going to end now? Are I you- would hope so. I would hope. Like, even when I worked in hospitality, you would be full of cold serving people food. <laughs> it's disgusting. No, I think it is pretty disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. That that, yeah. that was allowed to do and that, you, you know, you would have been basically, um, you know, hauled over the hot coals if you didn't to try and stay off if you had a cold. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's bizarre how things have come full circle. So do you think that's all going to change? So people will... The slightest, you know, if you go into work and you start going <coughs> like this, are you going to be said, oh, COVID test? Maybe. That's going to happen. And then are we all sat, going to be sat in offices wearing masks? As you said, on I, don't think offices, I don't I think it'll be like really busy places. You might get it um, mm-hmm. like underground tubes, tube stations, maybe, maybe even concerts and things, you know, when everyone's really packed in. Oh, um, bear it. I, I can't even go to Tesco. Well, I mean, I do go to Tesco in mine. I mean, whether it's because I'm of a certain age, but I keep saying, for God's sake, I'm through this menopause almost now, aren't I? Um, but I put my mask on and I literally, I don't know whether, it, I don't know how, I've never actually asked whether it affects other people. I've asked your dad, but nothing affects him. He goes, no, I'm fine. But <laughs> I get so hot and sweaty. Do you? No. Oh, no, it's like being a boil in the bag. <laughs> but um, about back to these immunity passports and apps that might do it. I had I had to have pretty much an immunity passport to get into Ecuador. Right. So there are some countries in the world where you. So I we, remember because I had to pay for them all. <laughs> we had to have um, yellow fever vaccines to go. I can remember. Um, Wasn't that an yeah. expensive one? I think it was about 100 and something, maybe. Um, yeah. And I think when you... Yes. Mum! Oh, stop chuntering! These are the vaccines I've got to have. Tick. Let me get this story out. Yeah, um, go on. God, I still find it mad how much Ecuador cost. <laughs> yeah. £3,600, and that was nearly 10 years ago. Mm. Um, but what I was what saying... parents you've got, haven't you? Grandma gave me most of it, thanks. Well, she didn't, thank you. Two grand. And what about all your kids? I get this story out. And all of your kids? It was when a very expensive trip, when, anyway. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. When we went, <laughs> you know, you get to the customs desk, like you do in America when it's scary and the quiz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The set was, like, you had to show it, otherwise they just t- turned you around, got back on a plane. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Cray, cray. But I just, yeah, I wonder, I feel like people might be a bit sceptical as an app because then it's more data somewhere. Someone knows that you're immune. You know, this data collection thing doesn't bother me because, like, while it's helping me. Oh, I think it, I think it does. I think it bothers everyone if, if you actually drill down to how much. Well, most people don't even think about it. I know, but if you actually drill down to how much they can profile you and know... Then, I guess you're talking about the government. Well, no, not the government. No, that's like conspiracy. Private companies. Do you mean private companies? So you've yeah. got, I've got a Fitbit on. So somewhere, somebody knows what time I got out of bed this morning, um, you know, what time I went to sleep, how many steps I've done, and they, they, they know everything. 
It's almost like, wasn't there a movie or a book or something where somebody was tapping into all of these individual data sequences and they were looking at like people's lives? I can't remember. I think it was a movie. It was a long, long time ago and it probably seemed really far out at the time. And actually now it's probably quite, yeah, possible. But yeah, I don't like it. It's like, Suddenly, if if we've been talking for ages, haven't we, about getting another dog? I mean, it's four years since Bruno went to doggy heaven. Um, <laughs> and we've talked for ages, but obviously then this happened and then the price of dogs just went through the roof. And I'm sorry, but I won't pay that just because it's now a, a fashion accessory, to something to do whilst you're in lockdown. <clears throat> but anyway, I digress. Um, but you know it's like that thing if you if you suddenly brought a pup home and then all of a sudden you start to see dog food adverts mm. and because like you say well hang on a minute where's the connection I bought I bought that um, so I bought that dog I didn't buy it online I bought it through you know a friend of a friend told me and I got in touch with them and blah blah blah, blah through my phone. So I didn't actually buy it online, but obviously had a conversation on the phone with the seller. And so all of these things are connected, aren't they? And then all of a sudden you start seeing the adverts for the dog food and the, the puppy training and all of that. And you're thinking, how do they know? How do they know that I've, we've just got a dog? I've never, I didn't buy it online. I don't want to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but it's not it, It's not just a coincidence because it happens far too often. How to often. Oh, we've mentioned it a few times on here. And obviously we we know how some of it's happening through, you know, clever marketing online, you know, how that's changed with the algorithms and how clever it can be when, when you're on Facebook and Instagram and all those sorts of things. We know about all of those, but we are talking about the data that's being collected by the phone companies when you've literally only just had a conversation in the same room with each other. I mean, do you remember that time when they were saying, oh, make sure you don't talk about anything that's really private if you've got Alexa in the room. Go to a room where it doesn't reach. Yeah. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah. All of those movies and all of those books that we've all watched and read for the last 30 years, they're all coming true. They are. It's so strange. You can't can't really do those films anymore because it's all happening. Well, you sort of watch them now and you think, Oh, oh yeah, we're in it. Like your episodes, it's happening. It's so yeah, well, strange. Once over, you'd think they're the future, but you actually feel like it's not the future anymore. You're actually plunked in the middle of it. Mm, Don't you? Very insightful. Very. That, I can be sometimes. You know, when I do the quotes for you, for our Instagram, mm. sometimes when you think it's the future, you look round and realise you're plonked in it. Um, but yeah. Is that how um, I speak? Do I actually speak like that? No, just when I Sometimes when you sat and you say you're just in it. Well, um, the funny story when you said about employing. So one of my friends sent a message um, that his boss had sent him. Um, and it was jokes to keep the office morale up. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all like Valentine's based. What was it? Um Two, two bed bugs get oh fall in love. They're getting married in the spring. 
God, I didn't expect that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? I know. I did one of your dad's Facebook ones. I even listening there, and you said it, and you looked up, and you just burst out laughing. Um, but I thought, in the spring. When we get married. Uh, when what? What? When we get married? <laughs> when we get employees. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to have, because I'm the marketing beat and you, all that kind of person, am I going to have to send round things to keep us all boosted in morale? No, yeah. You, oh. You're the one who will keep us all jollied and motivated. And... Get with, just get on with your job, thanks. Do what you get paid. You'd be the one, because we all work remotely, you'd be the one having to send us little food parcels to keep us happy. Little hampers. Yeah. I'm still waiting for mine. Why would you have one? Well, because I haven't felt great. None of us feel great. But I've sent you stuff before. Yeah. You see my bottom lip now? Yeah. Are we done? I want somebody to send me cake. Well, one of the listeners might. Oh, right, okay. They need my address for that. She wants <laughs> what? What she wants you to buy somebody is she'd like you to spend sixty pound, or is it ninety pound? Oh, forty nine actually. From an afternoon tea box from Sketch in London, because now she's earning good money and the business is doing well. She's got very very. <laughs> she's got very expensive tastes. No, Sketch London is one of my favourite places. I visited it with my friend who lives down there and, oh, I absolutely love it and I can't wait to go back. And they've started back up and obviously they're doing deliveries for afternoon teas. Oh, and you should see the boxes. Please, somebody send me. Sketch London, Sketch London. Can you tag Sketch London in the show notes? Yeah. Please send Sharon from the digital gene an afternoon tea box. Thank you. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Right. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's In The Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan Williams underscore and you are? Where am I? Oh, Twitter. Before end. Date. um, No, because you know why? I used to call it the full length best before end date, but now I just call it before end date. Yeah. I changed it, but I did. It's in the jeans pod on Instagram, at in the jeans pod on Twitter. You can also follow our business at the digital gene. Please like, share, and write a review. You don't have to go off on one and say about wanting a review because he did it at the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you're on, use the hashtag. It's in the jeans pod. Bye. I feel like I've got nothing to say now. Bye. 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 I love you.